uh, what do you say, the branding or the marketing activities, our North Star is basically to be as authentic and as transparent as possible. So whatever then we are doing here as a team or our marketing team who is executing our day-to-day -day activities have been very clear from day one to achieve this North, North Star. Hey guys, Mohit here, founder at Blash.io. We are a full stack video commerce platform. Uh, today, we have a special guest, right, explaining about uh, his journey in building a sustainable brand. So today we have uh, Amit Chan from uh, founder Paduk. So very exciting insights about, you know, how do you build a sustainable brand ground up? So do have a look, right, and, you know, keep learning. Thank you. Hey guys, uh, welcome again to yet another episode of Superclass, right? Today I have Amit, right? Amit is a founder at Paduk. Paduk is a renowned uh, sustainable brand for footwear. Uh, heartily welcome, Amit. You know, pleasure to have you here. It's a pleasure to be here, Mohit. Thank you for inviting me and ha have this interactive session on the e-commerce uh, sector. Excellent. So let's start something about a bit of your background. I mean, it's good to know about, you know, uh, the journey behind it. What was the thought, you know, before you started Padooks and why it could be an interesting topic. Uh, so to give you the background, Mohit, uh, now professionally, uh, academically speaking, I am a chartered accountant and uh, I have uh, been involved in uh, mergers and acquisition and deals uh, for at least 10 years of my career. Uh, by 2017, I realized that uh, I really want to make some kind of a difference by creating a business and then uh, creating new opportunities with like-minded people. And uh, hence, uh, at that time, we launched uh, another brand, actually, which we, uh, which we launched in UK. And uh, the brand was called Funky Kalakar. Uh, and in 2019, uh, Funky Kalakar acquired Padux. Uh, that was just before uh, uh, the COVID hit. Okay. So, Padox as a brand has been a sustainable foot for India's first sustainable footwear brand since 2013. We identified the opportunity with the original founders and uh, took over the business in 2019. Lovely, lovely. Uh, so, you know, you have been seeing the, you know, the e-commerce sector, you know, how it's been evolving for the last couple of years, right? So, why sustainable as a sector? Like, you know, how do you, how yeah. do you see this particular vertical in terms of sustainable fashion or, you know, anything related to sustainability? How this has evolved and, you know, what do you see in next mm -hmm. coming years, Amit? Uh, so, first of all, we Mohit, we need to understand that sustainability is actually not a new term. It has been uh, coined as a sustainability point very recently. But if you look at our household practices of our forefathers, of our elders, sustainability has been practiced. I'll give you a very simple example. Uh, uh, I mean, I at least belong to a generation wherein we used to buy new clothes once or twice a year and then those that those new clothes were for special occasions like Diwali or your birthday and then that used to transform into routine clothes and once you are done with those clothes either that were used as a cleaning uh, cloth in the home or you 
can actually trade that off to buy a lot of things with the utensil seller. So it's not use and throw scenario which you are seeing right now with majority of the economy. Uh, so sustainability as a point has been there in our Indian culture since long. Like uh, our, uh, if you look at grandfather or their forefathers, they used to wear uh, uh, pure white uh, kurta. Now this kurta was made from organic, like very uh, cotton material, which was a natural material. All this synthetic material later came on. So okay. sustainability as point has been there. It's just that now uh, it is being marketed in a better way so that people become more aware about what are the harm, what, what are the advantage of using sustainable material vis-a-vis -vis normal material which are uh, available in the market. Okay. Okay. So, so my next quick question is like, you know, why it's been, you know, becoming important topic in a customer household, you know, you are rightly said that, you know, we have been using these kind of products, but off late, if you see customer has become aware, right. In terms of, you know, this is a sustainable brand and I, I should read the, you know, uh, uh, guidelines and then probably I'll make a purchase. Why it is important for end consumer. Amit? Okay. So what has happened? is that uh, sustainability as an important factor for the brand started evolving around 10 years back globally. So uh, 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 somewhere around 2012-2013, uh, the world started witnessing a new revolution uh, wherein more, more and more consumers were opting for the brands which are using natural materials or are transparent in their practices what all materials they are using, what is the impact of the products they are making. Uh, what happened is this, this was a slow process which was happening around the world. However, after COVID, people realized the importance of, you know, living a sustainable and a conscious lifestyle because all, all this uh, uh, pollution and all using of toxic materials has led to a lot of pollution. The moment there was a lockdown and there were no unnecessary consumption, you could see that our skies were actually clear as compared to our day-to-day -day skies which we are seeing. So the customer itself started realizing the point that in order to have a better lifestyle, in order to have a healthy lifestyle, they need to offer brands and the materials which are actually good for them and just not go with the trend or the cheap pricing which are available and use synthetic products which are actually not either for the customer or for the environment. Okay. okay. So, you know, now suppose being uh, many founders or, you know, aspiring, you know, entrepreneurs, uh, you know, would be thinking to, you know, venture into say sustainability, right? So what would be your, you know, couple of, you know, uh, thoughts or guideline that, Hey, what should be your zero to one strategy? How do I how do you identify a product or a sector, right? And then you know how do you scale it in probably in one to ten journey, right? What what is your uh, experience like, Amit? Uh, okay, so uh, first of all, uh, to be very honest with you, there cannot be a very set kind of a guideline or a template in going this about this, which is of course applicable to all the businesses, uh, but the key uh, thought process lies in identifying the problem first. Mm -hmm. The problem, say for example, let's take example of Paduks. We uh, we saw that uh, the landfills are being clogged with tires. So now that is, that itself is a problem. 
Why it is a problem? Because one, you are clogging the landfills. Second, this clogging is actually leading to lot of type of pollution. It is to land pollution, air pollution. Now, what was happening is these tires had were being used for other things. Like for example, uh, there, there is a process called pyrolysis in which what you do is you burn those tires okay. and you extract the oil and mineral metals out of it. However, and this is still there in India. I mean, as a country, we are still allowing this to happen. But a lot of countries have actually termed, uh, banned this process because this actually is leading to even more pollution rather than the landfill pollution. Okay. So problem was identified. Now the point is the problem can be solved either in the same sector or into a cross sector. Okay. So for example, tires mainly come from automobile. Now under automobile, of course, the solution have been identified of retrading and repurposing the tires and using them again. But again, that is being done at a very small scale till date. So alter, what can be the alternative solution to solve this problem? One of the problem uh, which people have actually done real well is that uh, recycling the tires and uh, using that material to make the roads and which is also being done in India. We saw that tire as the material itself is very sturdy. Mm -hmm. Like for example, it, it can take the, you know, the load of a car, which is roughly around a ton. Mm -hmm. Then of course, definitely it is going to be a very sturdy material. If you, it can be used for the shoe sole. Okay. Apart from being durable, it also provides you, it also provides you with anti-skid properties naturally. So there was the fit, the saying, okay, there is a problem. And and this can be used somewhere and it comes with an added advantage of being durable and being skid free. So that was our learning and that's what how we started going about it. So however, initially what we did is we used to take tires, we used to manually cut them and use them as a sole. However, now with our learning in since last four years, we have refined this process and now we have industrialized this process rather than being manual. Okay. Okay. So, uh, as I said, uh, there cannot be a set guideline, uh, you know, in I, in going about zero to one. Every business has its own nuances, its own problems. So in terms of sustainability as well, uh, you need to identify the problem and see where you can apply. So I'll give you very small examples in how other brands have done. Now let's take a giant like Amazon. Mm -hmm. Now Amazon has started addressing the uh, sustainability problem by even though from a small step, replacing the plastic tapes with the paper tapes. Yeah. Now these paper tapes, now, now someone like Amazon, who is delivering lakhs of packages every day, this is a very good move because it saves in, uh, you know, it, it actually results in a lot of reduce in the plastic because now you are using paper tapes. Uh, there are other brands in terms of fashion. Uh, uh, one of the apparel brands, what they do is they take away the surplus and waste fabrics and they actually make new designs out of it by patchworks correct so that's the so now in in this scenario if you see uh fabric sector fabric industry is being used as a fabric in the same fashion industry but in our case we have taken a material which is available from automobile industry and applied it to fashion industry correct so 
problem identification of the problem and then its various application is the key rather than having a set mindset of going about the solving the problem correct, correct. very nicely put uh, amit but at the same point of time you know now we still have to do branding about our you know what products we are you know making so that you know consumer is aware so you know how important is is branding in this particular i know the cause is noble right but at the same point of time we do have yeah. to apply certain efforts around branding right how do you go about it branding for very focused to a sustainable uh, 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 vertical so uh, uh, as you mentioned mohit uh, of course we do have a story to tell however branding is equally important even though we have a fantastic uh, we, we are doing something good for the planet we have a fantastic story still branding is equally important as applicable to other brands correct however for us it becomes uh, because the value which we have insisted in our brand it becomes little easier for us to do the branding because uh, what we try to do is we try to be as transparent as possible in our branding so just to give you a small example what we do is basically we try to convey whatever values we have within the brand to the people something like one of the values transparency so we so if you if you look at our recent uh, social media handles what we do is we launched a new collection and we told our customers exactly what materials have been used in that collection okay and we told them why these materials have been used and what proportion they have been used now being transparent actually helps in a good branding because customer is very clear that okay this is what this brand is offering and they can take an informed decision whether this thing is a value addition for me in terms of material and its benefits or it is not so there is no misleading picture from our side saying that okay uh, by wearing our footwear you can do wonders we just give exact scenario in which what you where you can use this footwear and where you cannot use this footwear so for example if we have created uh, uh re our recent collection is a waterproof collection mm -hmm. it can be used for your daily walks it can be used for evening strolls but definitely you cannot use for them for sports purposes so we are very clear on conveying this message being very transparent in our branding one is that second is basically what is what you need to do is you need to be very authentic when you are branding because to this uh uh, consumer today's generation actually relates more with the brands which are more authentic rather than being flashy or being uh, you know just over the surface so the more information you give them the more brand it creates for you the more they resonate with the brand and they can see okay their value system and brand's value system getting aligned and that's what they make an informed decision then so of course a bit, uh, being transparent helps being authentic helps and what is what this has all led for us is we have built a strong community okay. because we are being very honest in our uh, marketing in our branding in whatever message we are portraying we have been being very honest and successfully we have built a like-minded communities of one lakh customers at our end so what that has done is that basically uh we exactly know what type of customers we want and vice versa the customer exactly knows what type of brand we are okay okay so 
yeah, branding definitely is very important, provided you do it rightly and you do it in a very authentic way. Uh, very neatly put here. So now I'm very sure this will impact your, you know, storytelling as well. Like, you know, what kind of, you know, you talked about your, your being transparent uh, to the customer, but is there any, any other strategy which, you know, we should focus on, right? One, when it comes to storytelling, like what could be the frequency or, you know, what could be the messaging that, you know, we should do? So, uh, as I say, brand story, uh, actually everything uh, comes from what are your values. Once you have identified your value system on which your brand is going to stand, mm -hmm. the things will fall in line. The basically, uh, you can say that in terms of branding and storytelling, what is your North Star? If your North Star is to achieve transparency, whatever you do will lead to that. Then all your steps which you are taking for example, in terms of creating any social media posts, creating any collaboration with other brands, all the activities should lead to that. So th that is one thing which we follow is that in terms of uh, uh, what do you say, the branding or the marketing activities, our North Star is basically to be as authentic and as transparent as possible. So whatever then we are doing here as a team or our marketing team who is executing our day-to-day -day activities have been very clear from day one to achieve this North, North Star. So once, once all these activities are done, dedicatedly and religiously, you will achieve that. And how's, so what is the importance here? Uh, you know, you, you are talking about, I'm taking a question further in terms of social media here, right? Where you are connecting with your brands, where, where you're connecting with your end customers. So is, is there any thought about, you know, what is social commerce mean for Padu? Like, you know, how are you leveraging the uh, social channel apart from branding? Like, is there any other strategy around this? Uh, so apart from branding, what we are trying to do uh, right now is that we we are trying to take few steps in which we go deeper with our customer engagements. Uh, we are actually identifying brands which resonates with our values and of course we resonate with their values. And we are trying to create those two set of communities coming together. So for example, we have identified one brand which is into cycling okay so cycling again is basically a subset or a part of sustainability because you are not using fossil fuels there mm -hmm. now what we are trying to do is we are we'll be working with this brand to create a system in which our our customers and their customer can form a community and further understand the nuances of sustainability okay so okay. that is one of the one of the steps which you are taking uh we are also going to now uh leverage on social media in terms of our, of our circularity program okay. so we are right now working out the uh, uh, just uh, working out the logistics and operational uh, way how to do it but we are going to launch a go circular program in which the customer can actually send their waste materials so for example if you have used the footwear and you don't want to lo no longer you want to use it or bags, or your dresses, or shirts, trousers, you can actually give them back. Now, these used fabrics and used footwear will be repurposed and will be given a new life. 
so this is how social media becomes a very good uh, platform for us because this is what we are communicating that just not use our products and be sustainable but go deeper and try to see that how you can re reduce your pollution by repurposing the material uh, you know the products which you have already used and let's tie up together to see how we can use those discarded uh, or uh, products which are no longer of use to you and can be repurposed and serve some another benefit for someone else also. Or if they can be recycled and a new product can be created from that. So yes, social commerce uh, in today's modern retail is a very important tool if you are using it correctly. So uh, you can communicate with your customers. They can actually give you a lot of feedback. So just to give you an example, we are launching a new category of product in September. Uh, which no brand is doing in India. And this has been suggested by our customers since last six to eight months. And now we have developed it. Uh, and hopefully by September end or October first week, the product will be live. So it, it just not helps customer to learn. It actually helps the brand to learn about where they are falling short and what are the new avenues which they will be looking at because this is what their customer is looking forward to. So, uh, so what I was trying to understand, Amit, uh, so in terms of customer retention, right, customer retention strategy, uh, is is the brand's approach when it comes to, you know, sustainable brand is, will be different or, you know, you follow the same traditional outreach? It's basically our approach is a mix of traditional and new ways of retaining the customer. So, for example, of course, there are tried and tested ways to retain the customer and, of course, we are going to follow that. But on top of that, a brand can be basically uh, innovative in terms of uh, their product or what they are offering, they are selling to the customers. Uh, for example, uh, in terms of flip-flops which we are selling, we are the only brand which gives a warranty on our product. Okay. So if your product is, you know, is, is not performing well during X, X number of months, definitely will replace it without asking any questions. Now, what we are doing as a brand is that definitely we have started this practice few months back, uh, but we are trying to increase that period now. So, for example, initially we were giving the warranty for X months. Now we are trying to improve further on the material and making the warranty twice of that. Okay. So okay. this this actually helps in retaining the customer in two ways. Is that one, they are very sure on your quality saying that, okay, the quality is great. And second, they also learned that, oh, the brand was giving the warranty for X number of days and now they are giving for 2X of days, which means the brand itself is consistently trying to improve themselves, which actually resonates well with the customers because this comes after their own feedback. Because once the customer gives feedback, we analyze that and then we put in the processes and the newer materials or improve the current materials to ascertain the objective and then hence so this is this this one this is can be this can be the one way second is what we are doing is uh we uh i mentioned about go circular program this actually uh we are hoping that this actually will lead to a lot of customer interaction because uh they will actually want to see what exactly is happening to their products so and third i think the best way uh, to retain the customer is to have an excellent after-sales experience. Okay. If your 
if your after sales experience is very average or not good even if your product has been good probably you'll it, you'll find it difficult to retain the customer okay 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 for for ex let's take example of customer support which is there so our customer support team basically tries to solve most of the complaints or the you know the concerns or the queries or the feedbacks within 24 hours so one once there is any concern the customer support team actually has the full knowledge of the product and even if if they don't have an answer they have been given access to various teams right from the marketing team to the product development team and everyone to understand the nature of the complaint and to resolve the issue within 24 to 48 hours so if even in case for example so what happens if you give a really good customer support is that even if uh, sometimes your product doesn't suit the customer uh, in the first shot they will not be hesitant in giving you another try because definitely now they they have seen that okay the brand is very authentic and you can trust this brand so let's give it another shot so yeah so customer retention is of course as you know is very important so you'll need to align uh, uh, you can say a balanced approach in having the traditional now for example having the fantastic customer support is a very traditional way to go about it so of course you have to do that and apart from that if you can come up with newer ideas in which you can engage your customers or you can provide some kind of value mm -hmm. in terms either terms of a superior product quality or warranties or some other uh, ideas depending on your businesses definitely customer retention uh, newer ideas in the customer retention always helps okay okay very insightful Only up up one last question here is now, where do you see the whole sustainability vertical probably, you know, next couple of years, uh, I mean, like, you know, how's, how's the market doing? How's the customer response, right, from here? Okay, so uh, before talking about how it is going, a uh, little uh, background, uh, that if you see the last five-year transition in terms of sustainability, when sustainability started uh, somewhere pre-COVID, sustainability was the main usp of the sum of the brand okay the brand is saying that we are sustainable was becoming an usp but with the increased ask from the customers on their on the brand's values on their sustainability approach sustainability will become a must from the brand's perspective then it cannot so so it cannot be your usp it needs to be a given factor because what is happening is the newer generation of consumer which is coming up, they actually, as I said, they resonate with the brand, with values, with having ethical practice, having sustainable practices. So more and more brands need to go with this approach uh, of having a sustainable line of production, sustainable packaging. Uh, I mean, the whole supply chain will have to be evaluated in terms of that. More and more brands are coming, which which are giving you an alternative of in every aspect, be it a mobile phone, be it your clothes, be it your footwear, handbags, anything. If you are aware uh, in footwear sector, new BIS regulations have been launched by the government recently. Okay. So basically, what BIS? I, I'll not go into the technicalities of those regulations, but basically, what BIS regulation intend to do is that they are making the brand responsible to provide a quality product. Okay. okay. When you can provide a quality product, 
we think. Once you start providing the quality product, the product is going to last more, which indirectly leads to sustainable practices because if your product you are making from an inferior quality product is not going to last for two months or three months also, now the better quality material is going to make the products more, the longevity of the products is going to increase, mm -hmm. which again is one of the sustainable practice which the brand can follow. So this is just the start. I mean, it just has come into footwear sector. It will start coming in a lot of sectors in future as well. So the government is taking cognizance of it. The customer has taken the approach to it. So I don't see the why the I, I see that brands will have no other option but to follow the sustainable practices in future. Yeah. I think it was a very, very insightful discussion, Amit. You know, uh, a lot of insights I think I got to learn, you know, uh, so would be the community as well. Right. Couple of, you know, some questions, which is of my favorite. This thing this is probably just to know Amit a little bit more. So, you know, uh, what is your uh, success mantra about, you know, scaling an e-commerce brand, right? Or, you know, uh, uh, anything around e-commerce, building an e-commerce brand. Uh, one is uh, that the e-commerce scaling, which has uh, in last two, three years, if you see, which a lot of brands have done. I think those are not sustainable practices. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so one is that we as a business right now are currently very focused in, on growth, but a sustainable growth. But so that that is one of the key uh, uh, point which we have uh, agreed upon as a complete team. Mm -hmm. uh, second, I think e once you start scaling up even further, like for example, if you are at X today and you'll be at 10x and then you'll be at 100x. Uh, just e-com, just being online might not be feasible. You might have to try the omni-channel approach. Uh, you might have to be there on the offline side as well, be it your own stores or be it having, you know, with the big retailers, uh, something like Shopper Stop or Lifestyle or something. So, yeah. Uh, and third is, is uh, I think if you really want to uh, uh, be successful in an e-commerce side, uh, having a quality product and a great customer support team will go a long way. Any any e-commerce leader which Amit follow? Uh, zero. They are not e-commerce per se, but uh, they have taken the whole brokerage system online. But as a startup, I'm uh, I'm a very big fan of Zerodha because one is that they have built the business very sustainability and uh, sustainability without any external funding. So that is one of the brands which has created wonders. Another is Boat. Uh, they are not into sustainability, but they are, of course, an e-commerce brand, but they have shown that an e-commerce brand can scale to that level in our country. Excellent. It was pleasure having you, Amit. You know, I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation, right? You know, uh, truly thankful from the entire team of Blash. Same, same here, Mohit. Thank you for having us here. Thank you.